0: Hello and welcome to The Servant's Quarters, a podcast done from my office, the matriarch and founder of the First Church of Humanity. My name is Sharon. Welcome. Ours is a new kind of church that focuses almost exclusively on the common golden threads of love and service present in every religion. While we realize that it may not be possible for the world to unite in doctrine or dogma, we wholeheartedly believe that it is possible for humanity to unite in love and service. This is our vision, and this is our purpose. Join us. Hello and welcome to the Servant's Quarters here at the First Church of Humanity. My name is Sharon, and I am at your service. Our first episode today is all about what I like to call the War of Labels. And I want to give you a description of what I mean by the War of Labels. What I mean is the way that we have come to relate to each other based upon our political ideologies, our religious ideologies, our sexual orientations, our socioeconomic backgrounds, everything but as another human being. And I want to give you an example out of my own life to kind of highlight what I mean by this. I went home in 2020 to look in on my parents during the pandemic. And while I was there, it just happened to be during the Mars retrograde. For those of you who understand astrology, you know what I mean when I say I have Mars in the first house. For those of you who don't understand astrology, then let me explain a little bit more of that to you. Mars in the first house is all about being argumentative, about struggling with opposing just about everything, and with generally having the mindset of a soldier, of someone who is constantly looking for something to fight. So that's a large part of my personality. When a planet goes retrograde in astrology, what it means is the energy that I normally point outward, I'm pointing inward. So with the energy of Mars pointing inward, what I was fighting was myself. I was fighting a lot of my own um, tendency to fight others and to create havoc in my own life through my sense of opposition. So while I was at home, my mom and I start up a conversation as we always do. It's one of my favorite things about her. We both love to talk. We're both heavily invested in spirituality and religion. And as a result, we have some really deep-seated conversations I was raised in a Christian house, a Pentecostal house, actually, a very um, dark and severe sect of Christianity, which my parents have since left. But that was my first and only taste of Christianity growing up, and I didn't like it, and I set it to the side when I left the house, and I've never visited it again. I am also the eldest gay child of our family, so. For me to be raised in that kind of household and to have the lifestyle that I have has caused a lot of conflict in my family, but to my parents' credit, and I want to make sure that I say this, they have continued to invite into our family, into their homes, and into their arms all of the women that I bring home. They have loved them. They have cared for them. They have showed them grace, mercy, and love. And I really can't ask more of a Christian family who really believes that my lifestyle is of the devil and wrong. I really can't ask any more of them than for them to set that aside and to see the woman and not the lifestyle. So my mom and I start this conversation and it pretty quickly goes to Christianity and to spirituality. And within a couple of hours, my mind starts telling me, hey, you know, you're going really hard at your mom right now. You're going really hard at her faith. Maybe you could back off a little bit. And I didn't listen. I kept right on going in on my mom, kept right on going in on Christianity and on the Bible and on all kinds of different aspects of Christianity, because I believe that every religion has room for its flaws to be brought forward and for people to be freed from the narrative rather than the actual experience of a relationship with a deity. Well, I pushed my mom after a total of 48 hours of conversation, figuratively and literally into the corner in the kitchen, and she retaliated. She retaliated with the thing that Christians often say to gay people, which is that my lifestyle is of the devil and that I am evil. And I want to be very clear here. My mom is not a horrible person. She is not a bigot. She is not a jerk. She's actually, if you ask most of the people who know my parents, they'll be the first to tell you without prompting that my parents are the closest thing to Jesus that they've ever met. They're extremely loving, giving, they're pillars of their community. But I had approached my mom, by her label, as a Christian. Not as the woman who I know to have opened her hearts, her heart, her home, and her arms to my partners, regardless of her religious beliefs. That's not the woman I was talking to. What I was talking to was the label of Christianity. And she tolerated that for 48 hours and then started talking to my label. And that's what happened. Now, after she said these things, I retreated to the room in which I was staying at my parents' house and had the rather sheer audacity to begin playing the victim in my own mind. And if you're not gay and if you haven't been raised in a heavily religious environment, you don't understand the pain, the kernel of pain that comes with having been maligned by every society and every religion. It's painful. So when you keep bumping up against this over and over and over again, and the pain gets keeps getting created, it creates like a boil inside of you that when somebody pokes it, it explodes. And they tend to <laughs> receive all of the the heaviness and the infection in that boil in one fell swoop. So there I am in my bedroom, there at my parents' house reliving how horrible it was and actually reliving every moment that my parents had told me that or that I've experienced that at the hands of religious people and I really built I really built up inside of me a really great platform <laughs> for victimhood. I really, you know, went headfirst into those emotions to make sure that you know I knew that I was right and that she was wrong. And when I got home I sat down with my partner and I explained what had happened to her, I mean to me, to her. And um My partner has this wonderful ability to say what I need to hear and not what I want to hear. So after listening to my story, what came out of her mouth was, let me get this straight. You attacked one of her labels and she attacked one of yours. What did you think would happen? And again, not what I wanted to hear, but it was what I needed to hear. Because when I took that along with my recollection of that conversation into meditation and prayer, she was right. I had attacked my mom as a label, and I had not given her the grace that she deserved for having changed and having reached out to me and my lifestyle, regardless of her beliefs. I wasn't talking to the woman who had done that. I was just talking to her label. I was talking to her Christianity, which has hurt me. Now, I want you to take that and let that sit with you for a second, and then consider situations in which. You have been talking to someone as their label rather than who you know them to be. And to me, a really great place to look at this is over the 2016 and 2020 elections, families have been torn apart because of political ideologies. Now, the families that were torn apart, the people who extricated themselves from those families and didn't want anything to do with them anymore, I can't say that all of them were only relating to the labels, but the labels played a very big part. If there's someone in your life right now who has a label that's in opposition to you, perhaps you're a Christian and you have a Jewish or a Muslim coworker. Perhaps you are like me, you're a gay person with straight people at work who don't understand your lifestyle and like to malign and make fun of it. Whatever it is, underneath that label that you've been playing with, that you've been talking to, that you may have been attacking, is a person who does not adhere to every single dictate of that label. In fact, I think it may be hard to find anyone who adheres to every single dictate of a label. I don't think I've ever met a Christian who honestly believes that when it says in the book of Psalms that it is good for us to dash our little children against the rocks, that take their children out to the seashore and dash their brains open on the rocks. I don't think that happens because I think that they have the ability to know what's for them and what's not for them. But when I say the word Christian, what is often brought up into people's minds is the last 2,000 years of crap in Christianity, of the Crusades, of the Inquisition, of all of the ways that Christians have maligned and tortured and killed women who, are who they believe to be witches. I'm talking to all of that when I say the word Christianity because every group, every belief system, every sense of idealism has its own karma and Christianity carries a great deal of karma for the behavior of its adherents throughout time. However, that does not mean that every Christian that I speak to is all about burning witches and torturing people until they admit that they're not Christian. In fact, I think most of the Christians alive today would tell you that that was really not the best moment in the Christian church. The same is true for everything. Just because somebody's a Democrat doesn't necessarily mean that they're pro-choice. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're big government. It doesn't necessarily mean that they believe that we should just make it possible for everyone not to work or that they're socialists or communists. In the same way... Every conservative isn't pro-life. Every conservative doesn't believe in small governments and own a gun and think that the Second Amendment is the most important amendment that there is. Every conservative isn't religious. Every conservative doesn't stand out in front of courthouses with signs held up that say that God hates fags. That just isn't true. But... We have been so led to believe through social media and through the news that I get to talk to a label rather than a person that we have lost the ability to commune with each other. We have lost the ability to connect to each other on a human level. And instead, most of our time is spent attacking the idealism of the label and not the person behind it. Although the person behind it feels that energy, and feels that attack, and often retaliates in kind. And then we end up in this downward spiral, just like I and my mother did, where I'm attacking Christianity and she's attacking homosexuality, and neither of us are seeing the two women present in that moment. The mother and her firstborn daughter, who regardless of what I've done and said throughout my life, has been there for me and has prayed for me and has declared that I am a child of her covenant. That's the woman that I was talking to, but I treated her like she was a member of the Inquisition. And she's not. She's a human being who does not adhere to the totality of that label. If we were able to stand back and to begin to look at each other not as our labels, but as human beings who don't fully adhere to any single label, we might actually be able to get somewhere in our conversations. I don't know about you, if you've been on social media lately, it's all infighting between Democrats and Republicans. It's Democrats declaring victory that they got, you know, the orange trash can fire out of the White House, and it's Republicans asserting that Democrats cheated in so doing. However, if we were to look beyond the labels to the people, we would find that often the people that we're labeling as conservatives aren't as conservative as we think, and that often the people that we're labeling as liberals aren't as liberal as we think. No one is a liberal or a conservative. They believe in aspects of liberalism and conservatism. But to call them a liberal or a conservative is erroneous. Just like my mom who is a Christian, celebrates all of the Jewish High Holy Days because she sees Christianity as an extension of Judaism. Far from the Christians who are anti-Semites and who believe that Jews should be done away with for doing away with their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, my mother, is somebody who truly and deeply leans into Judaism. Also not something that's present in her label, but it is present in her heart. And that's what's really important for us right now. Is that thing that we're angry about present in their label? Or is it present in their heart? Is it part of who and what they are? Or are you assuming that that's part of who and what they are based upon their label? If we asked ourselves this question more often and made space for curiosity with each other, oh, this person's a conservative. I wonder what they really believe. Oh, this person's a liberal. I wonder what they really believe. The same can be said of Christianity, Judaism, Muslims, Buddhists, gay people, straight people, rich, poor, every race, every nationality. None of us are totally the labels that we wear. So what would it do for us if instead of assuming that we are, that we leaned into a space in which it's possible that that person that you're angry with doesn't even believe in the thing that's making you so angry? It's possible that that Christian, that that Muslim, that that Jew, that that Buddhist, that that Sikh doesn't believe everything that you think that they believe based upon their label and that there's room for you to see to see a real human being, to see someone who's doing the best they can with what they have to work with right now, just like you are, I know that I don't want anybody asking any more of that or any more than that of me. I don't want to be asked to do more than what I can with what I have to work with at the moment, and I don't think that you do either. But as long as we continue to do that with each other to demand that the other surrender their position or surrender their ideals to make us happy, we're going to stay at war. And that war will continue to break out more and more fully into this country, not just the capital, if we don't harness the energy of this new Aquarian age and figure out how we can unite in love and service and not in our ideas, in our doctrine, and in our dogma. Well, thank you for joining me for this first episode. So happy that you were here. And I hope that you know how very, very much that you are loved. I'll see you next time.